Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. tie that's what we're going to talk about tonight a tie oh god bless the preseason good lord i if you want to call that watchable football i guess i guess that's fine um <laughs> at the at the professional level that was uh pretty ugly in a lot of different respects and from both teams there were a lot of things to take away from this there are a lot of things to take away from a 13 to 13 tie. Uh, uh, I'm Anthony Cazenza, and this is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast, part of the Cincy Jungle Podcast Network. And thank you for, we've got some, some a lot of people joining us live. I know it's late for a lot of you, especially on the East Coast and other parts of the globe as you join us. I appreciate everybody Tuning in, I may be joined by a couple of different uh, co-hosts here. We will see. I don't know. It's late for a lot of people, so I get it. But thank you for joining us. And um, we're going to talk about a lot of different things tonight uh, on the post-game report. But we're going to go over the box scores we usually do. We're going to go over some other facets of the game. But, uh, man, the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I Look, of course. The initial disclaimer that needs to be thrown out before everything is that, yeah, I mean, starters are getting limited time. It's vanilla game plans. It's backups. It's, of course, of course. I mean, that goes without being said. Preseason is always, always, always ugly. Always ugly. We know it. I mean, it, it, that's <laughs> that comes with August football at, uh, in, in the NFL level. I mean, I, I get it. But there were a lot of things that just kind of uh, make you a little concerned about uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. And when you look at, by my count, I could be very wrong about this, but by my count, eight quarters of football, two offensive touchdowns, a lot of Evan McPherson, um, a lot of, you know, splashy plays by the defense. And, you know, last week the, the defense was kind of making the big plays, but allowing the points. And this week it was, disallowing the points and not so many of the big, big plays. I mean, they had the nice play on the opening drive and everything, but 
Um, I mean, it just, it's a, this is, this is what's weird here. Um, you see Horty Harry here says secondary looks weak. Um, it looked a lot different this week than it did the previous week. I mean, you're talking about Tyson Anderson, two picks, one for a pick six and guys flying all over the place in the secondary last week. And this week they looked on their heels, a guy who has been impressing and I don't want to single one guy out, but a guy who has been impressing throughout the entire training camp process is DJ Ivy. And he, I mean, allowed a couple of big completions this week. Um, Jordan Battle um, seemed to be a step behind certain plays as well. So, I mean, there are a couple of things in the secondary this week where you go, wow, there's some maybe regression. I don't know. And, of course, as you look at everything with this, the backup quarterbacks, yeah, that is not – a good looking situation there. Joe Burrow, please come back soon. <laughs> please come back soon. Please come back soon. Here we go. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get to the box score as we usually do. And we always like to use ESPN's box score, at least I like to use that to take a look at the tail of the tape and everything. But before we do, I want to remind everybody, first of all, thank you again for tuning in live, as I mentioned earlier. I know it's late for a lot of people. We like to go live with some of this stuff. So Appreciate you tuning in live and uh, checking out the show, checking out what we have to say about the, the the contest between the Bengals and the Falcons. You can get this show and all of the shows on the Cincy Jungle podcast channel on your favorite audio streamer, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Go, go find a major platform, and we're likely to be on there. Leave us a review if you can. We appreciate that. Hopefully you enjoy what we're doing there, whether it's on this show whether it's with the coach, Matt Minnick, Coach Beacon Chalk Talk, or Talking Football with Bengal Jim and Friends, three and out, any of them. Hopefully you, you like the slate of programming. We bring you there. And, of course, if you would, we do have separate YouTube channels. So if you would, write down, I believe here, by the Cincy Jungle logo, click that icon to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And, of course, click the bell to be notified when we go live, when new content is available. And uh, we're bringing you all kinds of different stuff on this channel and the Cincy Jungle podcast channel. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully you dig it. Hopefully you dig it. Um, <clears throat> let's let yes, Josh. Yes, Billabong. Yes, and it's orange and black. Do you notice the theme, Josh? Um, oh, that's Will. Sorry. Let's go to Josh right here. Billabong. Yes, Billabong. Yes. Um, yeah, Carmen uh, <laughs> Jackson. Carmen. I. I. I will uh, um yeah yes all right let's let's get to this here though um this is the box score for you courtesy of espn here's my thing guys and gals as you watch this here the theme here for me is this column that you see my mouse circling right here and that is the quarterback rating column. Last week, both quarterbacks, Jake Browning, Trevor Simeon, were in. Uh, Browning uh, boosted that a little bit this week, getting to 70. If my memory serves correctly. I think both were in the 60s last week and a collective 67.1 rating. And you see only one sack between the both of them. Granted, their mobility helped out with that, particularly Browning, who, yeah, he had this the sack on him, but he was moving around. I, I, I think a tiny bit better than Simeon was, but I mean, Browning again, you see 16 of 22, 
140 yards, but the pick, ugly pick. Simeon, who is playing with the quote-unquote ones, 50% completion percentage, seven completions for 62 yards and zero touchdowns. I mean, it's a plodding, plodding offense. They are not – and I get it. I get this time of year. Trust me, I get it. You're working with different offensive linemen in practice than you are maybe working in the game. And, I mean, there's a lot of different factors here. But you look over here, and I, I understand Desmond Ritter here. And, by the way, Desmond Ritter, the starter, had the worst rating of the three that played at 64.1, but a collective 80.8 quarterback rating for the Falcons quarterbacks. Taylor, Taylor Heineke, again, I mean, dude's a scrapper. He just he just plays hard. It's not always the prettiest, but he plays hard. Uh, and then old former Bengal, Logan Woodside getting some time and engineering a drive to tie the game at the end of the game. By the way, I, I kind of want to say this <clears throat> initially. And by the way, sorry, I've got a little uh, raspy throat, tiny cough thing going. So I apologize if I sound a little funky here, but look, I, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand that the sentiment of like, Hey, I mean, this is the preseason, man. Like, if you're down and you got a chance to win it, maybe like try something to win the game. I started thinking about that a little bit more. And I, I thought about the Falcons at the end of this game. And I was kind of like, well, look, there is a in-game scenario at the end of the game. And both teams were employing, I believe, their starting kickers on their roster, McPherson for the Bengals and Koo for, for the Falcons, where, hey, we got we to gotta engineer a drive. We're going we're gonna to spike the ball or we're going to, you know, get down into field goal range, or we're going to have to try and kick a field goal to tie the game and send it to overtime. So in a way, while I understand it's like, I, I feel a little bit like, hey, man, just go for it. Go for the win. Go for a big play. You know, air it out. Let, let some of your guys get, you know, offensive snaps. There is a little bit of legitimacy in going for a tie in the, the preseason because if you're utilizing your, you know, your regular season field goal kicker and everything, you know, you're going to try and do a game scenario where, and it's like, Hey, we're going to try and send this thing to overtime. And that's what the Falcons did. So I don't know if there are, I I've been kind of busy trying to get this, this thing up and running here tonight. I don't know if there is a situation or some, some rumbling out there about people going, Hey, you know, what's why'd the Falcons go for the tie. I can kind of see a little bit of a logic of like, Hey, you know, there's, there's a little bit of a game scenario here, a regular game scenario, post game, uh, a postseason game scenario where it's like, hey, we're, we got to try and get a field goal to tie the game and send it to overtime. So in that respect, I can understand that. Whereas my initial my initial gut reaction maybe wasn't so much. But you see here, Heineke, though, going back to the quarterback, 140 yards for Jake Browning passing, 162 for Heineke. Uh, Woodside four of six for fifty-eight. Ritter, you know what really damaged his pat his quarterback rating of sixty-four point one was that pick in the red zone. But in that opening drive, and granted, there were some starters, quite a few starters on the Bengals defense in that opening drive. They were probably going vanilla, but you know, <clears throat> in that drive, what was effective was Ritter doing a lot of bootlegs, a lot of play action and rollouts, and all that sort of thing, and kind of hitting a short short yardage play. And then, you know, as the field shortened, he threw a pass. I saw, and I think the Falcons announcers also saw it, Cam Sample kind of getting a, a, a pinky finger on 
the the pass there and then Mike Hilton also tipping it up in the air leading to an eventual interception and and so that's what kind of tarnished the night for Ritter there but overall you look here 24 of 36 for 275 and uh zero touchdowns one interception comparatively one less completion on the same amount of attempts but what is that 70 78 less yards passing for the Bengals quarterbacks as opposed to what the Falcons quarterbacks did and then you look at the rushing and again this is kind of <laughs> this is a little bit indicative of the preseason as well when you see a quarterback lead the rushing column for a specific team which is what happened with the Cincinnati Bengals you see four for 50 for Jake Browning um, nine for 18 for Chase Brown. He did get the touchdown late. Nice run. Uh, I think it was an inside zone play. Nice run where he just kind of uh, followed some followed some blockers and, and just kind of, you know, uh, used that, you know, kind of a little bit of a short yardage instinct and, and dove into the end zone there. Nice play by him. Chris Evans, seven for 15. Not much to write home about for either back aside from the nice touchdown run for Chase Brown couple of nice catches from uh, Chris Evans. We'll talk about that. But then you look at the rushing yards here for the Atlanta Falcons, 27 for 116 as a team, 4.3 yards per carry and a touchdown. Bengals did get over four yards per carry, but not from the running backs. I mean, uh, you look at that, 12 and a half yards per carry by Jake Browning, two yards per carry from Chase Brown, 2.1 yards per carry from Chris Evans. So they want they want more there. They want more there. That's for sure. Uh, Bijan had a nice 12 yard run. Um, he, he, he looks like he's going to be a good player already, which we kind of knew about, but man, good, good player. You look at the receivers, uh, for the second week in a row for the Bengals, Yoshi, uh, Andre Yosivas, uh, nine Yosivash, I should say five catches, 44 yards. Um, a little bit more difficult for him this week, but had a couple of nice catches, uh, I saw some good things out of Shedrick Jackson, some tough, you know, there were some other, uh, <clears throat> you know, you can see here there, you know, not a, not a huge amount of, of yardage, but four for 42. You like that. Charlie Jones, I felt had a nice bounce back week four for 36. Um, did have four catches on six targets, much better percentage catch percentage there than last week, um, did a little bit more. And I think there was a, a bigger comfort level in the slot from him than there was uh, last week when he, they were trying to do some more stuff outside. Here you go right here, though, Chris Evans, two for 20. Um, and then just not just a lot of ones, you know, one catch for X amount of yards from a lot of different players here. Uh, you know, it's not much different on the Atlanta side either. But, um, you know, I mean, you look at it, there were, you know, 24 catches for 300 yards as opposed to 23 catches for 202 yards. So a 98-yard disparity in terms of receiving there. Here's one thing, and I'll uh, <clears throat> I'll try and hopefully not have a video pop up here. But one thing that I thought was interesting were the penalties in this game. There were a lot of flags in this game, and one of which – was from uh was on Jordan Battle the rookie but regardless when you look at the penalties here my oh my I don't know if it was the crew I don't know if it was backup players I don't know if it was the teams 
a combination of all three, but you look at 20 total penalties for 157 total yards. The Bengals that were on the better side of that seven for 55, 13 for 102 for the Atlanta Falcons. And I, from what I noticed, the Atlanta Falcons, uh, the majority of their penalties were pre-snap. Um, so, you know, I, I, I know they kind of run a, a different offense and, you know, the, the quarterbacks are moving around and doing all kinds of different things. So, uh, you know, there, there might be just some pre-snap confusion on that. I noticed a lot of pre-snap stuff there. 13 for 102 for the Atlanta Falcons, 7 for 55 for the Bengals. So a bit uncharacteristic there. Um, <clears throat> and then each team had a turnover. So, uh, you know, you look at the big picture, the grand scheme of things, pretty even in a lot of different respects. Um, but, I mean, the Bengals, they they struggled. I mean, uh, they they – on offense, they they had problems moving the ball. There were some inconsistencies. They had all kinds of different issues. And I think, um, you know, really it starts with the backup quarterbacks. There was a play, <clears throat> and I want to credit Jake Liskow on his, uh, from, from Locked on Bengals uh, on his Twitter account. He kind of, uh, you know, when I first saw at first blush the play happen, it was Trevor Simeon who was in the first half. Um, it looked like, hey, you know, initially, and unfortunately, the way I'm watching the game on NFL Plus and stuff, there's not a, you know, it's not like a, you know, a DVR where you can kind of rewind and rewatch real quick. Uh, you know, and unfortunately, you can't replay or rewind things on the NFL Plus app until a little bit after the game is over. So I didn't really get to see the replay on this. But at first blush, I'm like, hey. I don't want to say Deontay Smith got beat off the right side, but, you know, there was a guy that kind of turned the corner on him a little bit and forced an incompletion from Trevor Simeon. But as Jake Liss got pointed out, and I noticed on his video that he, that he posted on Twitter, there was ample opportunity for Simeon to kind of just take two little hop steps up into the pocket and find a receiver to, to throw. There was another play by Simeon that I noticed that uh, it was the fourth down play where he took a shot to the end zone. And I kind of felt like protection was holding up there as well. And you had, I think, a little arrow route or something of the like by Chris Evans, where he kind of looked like he was shooting to the flat, but also going to cut to the middle. And he didn't let that develop, even though the protection was there. And he took the shot, I believe, to Trent Irwin that got knocked away in the end zone, where he could have maybe got a first down on a fourth down to Chris Evans if he just kind of waited a little bit and and pitched it over the middle instead of kind of, you know, throwing it deep. So <clears throat> I, I I don't know. And then, you know, you kind of figured for Simeon, this was going to be a better shot for him tonight because he's playing with guys that are upper, you know, a little higher on the depth chart across the board. Jonah Williams got snaps earlier. We'll talk about that in just a second. Um, he got snaps early in the game and everything. So, you kind of you're kind of figuring like, hey, Simeon's gonna you know show a little bit more and um, than he did last week because you know playing with some other guys and and both guys just they they struggled, but it's more it's more of a they just looked uncomfortable. They looked not comfortable in the pocket. They looked just completely uncomfortable 
with what was going on around them. Uh, there were some forced throws. I mean, there was only one interception between the two of them, but there were a couple that were close. There were a couple that were close. They could have been picked off. So, uh, you know, this is an area of concern for the Bengals. And granted, hopefully <laughs> it's the most important position until, you know, least important position until you need it. Then it's the most important position. So the Bengals need to figure out what's going on there. And I would not be surprised. I think they will keep probably one. I mean, maybe they keep both of them. But right now, from what I've seen in the first two preseason games, I think they keep one of them. And because of the new rule now about keeping a third quarterback on the roster and how that affects overall numbers and everything, I would not be surprised if there is a waiver wire pickup. Zach has done that. Zach Taylor has done that a few times since he has been head coach with the Bengals, right? There's Samaja Pirine in his very first year. There was J2 Fele last year. He is not shy about going to the waiver wire to pick up a player. Now, unfortunately, when they got Samaja Pirine, I mean, they were pretty high up on the waiver wire, meaning they were not good the year prior. Whereas, you know, this year or last year, you know, they were way down the waiver wire pecking order. So they may have to wait and, you know, uh, pick and choose who may or may not be there. But um, that again, I mean, they may look at another quarterback on the waiver wire situation. If that, if it comes to it, if it comes to it, I just, uh, you know, again, I, I, I pointed, I said this at the beginning of the episode here, I believe it's two offensive touchdowns and eight quarters of work and a whole lot of Evan McPherson. So, That ain't doing it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And there's there's two sides of the it's preseason coin, right? There is, well, it's preseason. They're playing with guys in which they're not familiar and, you know, uh, all of that. But there's also they're playing against guys that are fighting for roster spots. So maybe there should be a little bit more production. There should be a little bit more points, uh, less turnovers, that sort of thing. I don't know. Uh, the, the Bengals have some tough, tough decisions to make. And I got to tell you, it can't be soon enough until Joe Burrow returns to this team because it is, uh, it's not looking great. It's not looking great at, at the backup quarterback position. Um, on the, on the flip side here again, this week, I feel like the defense uh, stepped up a bit more and I guess I could pull up uh, the, the box score a little bit, looking at the defense. Um, you know, you give up 13 points on an away, you know, you're away, all of that, you know, you, you feel like, Hey, I mean, that's, that should be a win. A um, couple of nice plays. Jalen Davis had a couple of nice plays, a sack, uh, you know, um, you look at uh, Gunter and Raymond Johnson combining for a sack. Gunter had a pass deflection last week and then a half sack this week. So he's, he's look, he's doing some good things. Um and you look at the overall four four sacks by the Cincinnati Bengals defense. Owen Carney getting one, um, and then of course Jalen Davis getting one. Uh, Johnson and Gunter splitting one. So you know uh, you like a lot of you like a lot of things there. But um, <clears throat> again, the big plays weren't there on defense this week. Whereas they were last week and, and this week was more about limiting points, you know, um, I, I don't know what the game plan is going to be next week. I think it's going to be a lot of, again, reserve guys playing this week. You also didn't have miles Murphy playing who was, uh, had an illness and, you know, is, is resting. And, you know, I don't even think he traveled with the team actually. So, you know, you, you look at that and you go, okay, well, your first round pick's not playing there, but I, and there are some good things to take away from the defense, particularly in the points allowed, the red zone interception, all of that. But uh, still, um, I, I think there are areas of improvement there. And then offense, they just can't get points on the board. They, they <laughs> even, even a couple of the kicks that McPherson hit were of the 50 plus variety. So, I mean, that's kind of fringe territory. I mean, they're barely getting into range and barely moving the ball into offensive territory, really, on some of these drives that they got points on. And only two touchdowns so far, one touchdown in each preseason game. That's not cutting it. That's not cutting it. Uh, One guy who is cutting it, and again, sorry for my raspy voice here. I've got a little... Thing I thought I thought Jonah Williams and I think the consensus was that Jonah Williams played pretty well early in this contest. 
um, I'm going to show a, a couple of videos on a thread that my usual co-host John Sharon shared on Twitter. So if you have not uh, not seen this stuff here, um, here here's Jonah at the bottom of your screen. There holds up in a pass protection uh, situation, kind of nice there. Um, and then here he is, top of your screen there, gets some help, but holds up nicely at the top of the screen in another pass protection scheme there. And then, of course, he combos here, as, as John noted, with Hill to create a little bit of a running running room there. So, I mean, there's some stuff. It wasn't a perfect night, but I'm seeing a lot more comfort from Jonah Williams than I expected. Now, granted, again, this is preseason and who's he going up against and all of that, but I was encouraged by what I saw here. He didn't play last week. Um, <clears throat> but I, I feel like, you know, this is, this was a nice kind of early debut, got in there and, and, and uh, got some work at right tackle and looked pretty good. I think the pass protection was a little bit better looking than the run blocking. Um, we'll see what PFF has to say about all of that, but uh, you know, I, I, I do, I see some positives there. And then Pete Crowley, five, one, three here says it, it's, it's just the preseason. I get it. I, I, I'm with you. It's just the preseason. I understand that. But as Pete Crowley, five, one, three also points out, it would be nice to see the line get more push in the run game. It would be nice to see the offense sustain drives and make a couple of big plays get in the end zone. Um, there are things that are concerning here. There are things that are concerning. Now, last week, we kind of pinned it more on the uh, the backup offensive linemen. You know, they weren't getting it done for the backup quarterbacks, this, that, and the other thing. And this week, I, again, it wasn't perfect by the offensive lines that were put out there, but there were moments where time was there and throws were not made, plays were not made by the backup quarterbacks. For me, it's a little – it's surprising for both of them, Browning and, and Simeon. But it's more surprising for me for Simeon because he's had production in this league. He's been a guy who has won games in this league. He has significantly more touchdown passes than interceptions and turnovers in this league, whether it's a, as a backup, spot starter, limited start, whatever the, the, the scenario is. So I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised by that. And – I think we also, I think the depth is showing. The depth is there. But I think we've also overestimated it a little bit because we're talking about rookies at wide receiver. Um, I, I think there is, uh, there is a lot to like, as I mentioned, from Yossi Vosh and Charlie Jones. Charlie Jones struggled last week. I thought he stepped up a lot better this week and showed a lot more comfort uh, doing things out of the slot. But <clears throat> I don't know. I, um, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned about some things I'm seeing from the backup offense and backup players. Uh, the Bengals have some other things to figure out backup tackle. Um, they have some, you know, uh, what, what is What's interesting to me, and again, I like Chase Brown. I like Chris Evans. They've still flashed here and there in the preseason. We have yet to see Travion Williams, and I'm 
I'm wondering if, I mean, there hasn't been the breakout game from either Chase Brown or Chris Evans. I'm wondering if that automatically kind of gives Travion Williams a little bit of a leg up on the back backup running back position. Hopefully he can come back. He's got an ankle injury. Hopefully he can come back and show some things in week three of the preseason, of course, while staying healthy. And that is the overarching takeaway from this. It's like, hey, the Bengals were, were coming out of this healthy. That's what you want. But as we kind of dive into the weeds here, there are things to take away. There are things to note. There are concerns to be had in certain areas with this team. And um, I thankfully, it's not the starting positions, right? Because we've we've seen very few reps from the starters. I think we saw Pratt in there early, Logan Wilson in there early. I don't think DJ Reader was in there. I think you saw some others. Osai was in there. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, Hilton was in there. Guys that are going to get starter snaps or heavy rotational snaps were in there early, but then exited early. Um, on offense, I mean, you're seeing nobody. You didn't see T. You didn't see Jamar. You didn't see Joe. I mean, you, you basically saw Jonah, um, and that was more or less it. So, I mean, I, I get it. The cast of characters is different, but you got to have faith in your depth, and your depth has to show you enough in these types of scenarios and these games and in the snaps that you give them that you feel like, hey, if if <laughs> if there is a situation, God forbid, where we make a run again in January and we need to rely on some of these guys to take significant snaps to start a game and finish a game, you need to have reliability. You need to have faith in that. Um, and unfortunately, with some of the twos, a lot of the threes and, and the fours, you're not getting – I'm not seeing a ton of – a ton of things on film or a ton of things here that are, you know, uh, inspiring a lot of faith. I think the Bengals last week, what did they have? 19 points and then another 13 today. <clears throat> I mean, and one of those touchdowns was a pick six. So, I mean, they're just not inspiring a lot of hope on offense right now from the backups. And it's, it's top to bottom. It's top to bottom. So uh, regardless, though, the good news is that it is preseason. There are there's a lot of time to remedy things. There are a lot of guys coming back, including Joe Burrow and a lot of guys that have not taken preseason snaps. I do want to know. Um, I am seeing a lot of comments in the, the live chats from the YouTube and, and since the Jungle Facebook page. Are you what are you wanting out of preseason game three? Are you wanting the Bengals to get? starter snaps in that game are you wanting to see them you know knock off the rust or whatever whatever it is uh you know especially given the fact that they've got i don't know 31 points or something in the in two games uh obviously you want to continue to avoid injury that is the biggest takeaway and that is the biggest win of the preseason um, yeah, Rodney Bundy here just says stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, I I feel you. I feel you. That's that's the biggest W of of the preseason, hundred percent. But I don't know. I mean, again, you're 
you're talking about a team that started off slowly for a number of different reasons last year. And, and yeah, I've said this on the show for those who do, or if, if you do watch, or if you haven't watched in a while or whatever, you know, the first two games on the Bengals schedule this year, like you cannot afford to come out slow. You cannot afford an own to start to two divisional rivals off the bat like that. You just can't. Um, do the Bengals have the wherewithal to rebound it from that? If they do, of course, that's what they did last year. I, I, but it was one divisional game and one interconference game, so it's a little different. I, you can't you can't drop both of these games to start the year against the Browns and against the Ravens. You just can't. So there's a fine line to walk, though. There's a fine line to walk. Do you get your veteran starters a series of work, two series of work, that sort of thing? Or do you just say, hey, guys, we're we're set? And I'm seeing <clears throat> Ryan uh, Reagan-Smith here saying starting line cohesion. I'm, I'm assuming that is, is playing into, hey, the, we want this in the preseason. I will say, while you are correct, I know Ted Karras has made comments about, you know, we're light years ahead of where we were last year because the new faces aren't necessarily new across the board. Uh, the only new face is Orlando Brown Jr., who has been in the league for a number of years and has made Pro Bowls. And so, I mean, I, I, they feel like the offensive line is ahead of where it is. So in that respect, you know, I feel you. But I think, I think they feel differently than we feel about it. Um, and I would like to see some work from some starters, but I understand, hey, we have to be healthy. It's a long season. It's a longer season than it's been two years ago. Uh, we got to stay healthy. And that shows the last two postseason runs the Bengals have had. They have to stay healthy. They have to keep that offensive line healthy. Not saying one series of work is going to, you know, do this, that, or the other, but you don't want to risk it. So I understand that. But at the same time, you just – can't come out slow so you better be confident if you're not going to play these guys you better be confident in what <laughs> what you're going to be able to do in week one week two and that joe burrow is going to be as close to 100 percent as possible i'm anthony Cazenza. this is the orange and black insider part of the cincy jungle podcast network this is the cincy jungle post game report appreciate you dealing with my my raspy voice this week um <clears throat> man doing too much gabbing i think too much talking too much talking i think but i appreciate all of you tuning in live we're now approaching midnight eastern uh so appreciate you tuning in live if whether that's on one of our twitter accounts the cincy jungle facebook page or our youtube channel we're gonna do this whether it's my ugly mug or a conglomeration of uh other other quality contributors at cincy jungle we're going to do this throughout the season. We're going to do it uh, for the most part right after the game or shortly after the game. So hopefully you can join us live or on your favorite, you know, join, get it later. If, if you can't join us live, it's too late. You can get it on your favorite audio streamer on YouTube, on the Cincy Jungle Facebook page and uh, check it out. But uh, hey, appreciate all of you. And we're going to we're going to hop on out here. We're going to bring in more on this channel on the Cincy Jungle Facebook page and on the Cincy Jungle podcast channel. So check it out. And of course, 
Uh, get all of your news, opinions, analysis, breakdowns, everything on cincyjungle.com from a number of great contributors. Appreciate all of you tuning in live. And uh, we are out of here. The Bengals tie. Tie. Oh, God, talking about tie. 13-13 in Atlanta. Um, they took the lead late, did the Bengals. The Falcons come back. And old Bengal Logan Woodside, uh, brief Bengal Logan Woodside, leads to a tying game tying drive and such as history there 13 to 13 let's get the preseason over with let's get into the regular season let's get to the browns let's get to the ravens let's get to it i'm i'm tired of seeing uh not a lot of offensive production not a lot of offensive production take care everybody we will see you soon